Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately. Extreme Ag, we've already made the mistakes, so you don't have to. Managing your farm's water resources is a critical component to a successful and sustainable farming operation. Advanced Drainage Systems helps farmers just like you increase their yields up to 30% with their technologically advanced water management products. Visit ADSPipe.com to see how they can keep your business flowing. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Well, greetings and welcome to another amazing episode of Cutting the Curve. That's what we do here at Extreme Ag. It's more than just a podcast. It's video, it's audio, and it's insights, information with a dose of entertainment. But more importantly, it's hands-on applicable stuff that you can apply to your life and business. You can take the lessons, hence shorten your learning curve. That's why we called it this from these five guys that are the Extreme Ag founders. I'm talking to Lee Lubers right now. He's from Gregory, South Dakota. He's a large-scale producer up there, 17,000 acres, almost all of which is no-till. In a prior episode, we talked about that and why he made that decision. I'll give you a hint. Diesel, man hours, wear and tear on equipment, and how you can cover more ground more efficiently. Anyway, he's been on this this program a number of times with me. Today, he's going to share with you what 2021 taught Lee Lubers and Lubers Farms. You know, if you uh, look at your winter, things are a little slower. Of course, there's winter meetings, et cetera. It's a very good time to look back at the year that was and say, what changes can I make? Or what mistakes did I make? Or, or what things did I learn from? What surprises were there? What There's so much, there's so much that happened in that 365 days last calendar year that you can learn from and bring it forward to make yourself a better operator. So that's what we're covering today. Also changes that you made and new ventures taken. Lee Lubers, start me off here with one of your biggies. You came with a list. So tell me 2021, where are you going to start? And then tell me how that applies to 2022. Well, 2021 did not fail to disappoint. Uh, Always a lot of new things to learn and it's better to learn them on your own in your own style than to be taught a lesson, I guess. That's the way we view it, because being taught a lesson means you're not paying attention and that can get expensive. So we prefer- Sometimes sometimes being taught a lesson means, I know that they always say uh, that the lessons lessons you you learn best are the ones you pay for. And um, and I'm not talking about college tuition. I'm talking about where you really got your ass handed to you and you're like, ooh, ooh, that was an expensive one. So yeah, you got- And by the way, anybody that's at your age and my age that's been out here running their business that doesn't have some expensive lessons they've paid for is either really lucky or lying. That's what I'm going to go with. Exactly. A good education costs money. And that's just part of life. So uh, we learned a lot in 21. Uh, We did our first big venture into tiling. And people go, why are you tiling in West River, South Dakota? Water management. Uh, We have countless fields that our best producing spots are hardest to get into. So we did not really pattern tile. Uh, we ran a lot of problem areas and it was amazing. The differences we saw uh, right away. Uh, we had tile lines running within 24 hours out of, out of some problem spots. And we're really encouraged because that means that in 22, we can farm those spots and that's gonna help out our bottom line and we're really enthused by it. 
the water management aspect, the soil health, uh, improving our fertility in the ground. So we are going to do probably about another 700 acres in 2022 because of what we've already seen in 2021. So, uh, dear listener or viewer, uh, of the five extreme ag founders, Lee, Matt, and Chad all did tile drainage tile projects, uh, some more um, elaborate and extensive than others, but more importantly, Lee covered the most acres. The number of acres that you put drainage tile in the ground on in 2021 again was how much? I was about 1,100 acres. Yeah. And so, and then you're going to do another 700 next year. So you're talking about averaging almost 1,000 acres, uh, you know, uh, a year of drainage tile projects. And to the person like me from Northeastern Indiana, my farm and where, where I'm from was the last part of Indiana to get settled for the most part because it was a swamp. So to drainage tile is nothing new to people like me. But you said something that some folks may not fully understand. You said West River. South Dakota has a thing about East River and West River. Essentially, kind of explain that, if you would, Pete, because why would that matter? It's climatological differences and elevation, et cetera, right? Yeah. In a good year, we are lucky to get 18 inches of annual precip, snow and rainfall. So, you know, our challenge is, is getting enough moisture to raise a good crop. And that's where no-till comes into play that we've been doing for years. But we always had these problem spots. How do we deal with them? And you could try to go in and do a little bit of tillage, blacking them up. It was not the answer. Uh, we knew it was tiling. And we were finally able to work with a local person from NRCS that was receptive to the idea and got all of our approvals done and jumped into it with both feet. And it's going to be a game changer for us. Yeah, I mean, where I'm from, we get 38. We get more than double the amount of precipitation you get. So of course we've been drainage tile there. So the average person is gonna say, you're in West River, South Dakota, you don't get 18 inches of precipitation. If it comes spread out enough, I can't imagine that you need to get rid of water, but you're saying there are spots and there are times that it's absolutely taking money off of your, out of your bottom line because it's, it's, it's kept you from being able to get in there at all, or at least delayed it by what, a month? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've been leaving a lot of money on the table on prime pieces of ground because with our topography, we're, we're very rolling. So we get really good infiltration of water with our no-till and our better organic matter levels, very porous soils. But still, we always get plenty that gets to the bottoms. Then what do we do? How do we deal with it? Yep. So you did a big tiling project. You you worked with NRCS. This is a learning thing. This is a great thing about what 2021 taught us because I've talked to like Matt a little bit and Chad about their drainage projects. They didn't talk about involving the NRCS. That's the Natural Resource Conservation Service within the USDA field office. Tell me about dealing with them and what, what the plan was when you started this. Uh, we started out, gave them a list, which about put them into shock when they start seeing all the fields we wanted to do. Uh, then uh, one thing didn't realize that the local person was receptive to us finally doing this, but then they have to get someone from another district to do it to eliminate any risk of bias. So uh, the individual that did all of our uh, paperwork was actually uh, almost three hours away. And like you said, I've never been out in your neck of the woods doing evaluations for tile or wetlands. And he said, now that I've done, the last time he came out and finished the couple up, we gave him like uh, 29 
different fields. We're just we're just keeping them in the pipeline, so we always have some fields there ready for compliance. We're ready to keep tiling every year after wheat harvest, which for us works great, and the tile company loves it mm-hmm. because it's in their off season. Like you said, now that we've done it, he said he's been out several times, and he said now it's a new era out here. A lot of guys are starting to view it like we did. Mm-hmm. So um, one thing that we know about, you know, in the old days, we did some things that maybe we shouldn't have, uh, but it's what happened. You'd go into uh, a wood lot and just uh, start bulldozing out trees, uh, you know, and uh, draining off wetlands, et cetera. Dealing with NRCS, you've got to make sure you're doing environmentally compliant drainage, uh, you know, because you, you've got the issue of uh, are you getting rid of wetlands and is that going to be what was the compliance part of it like? Uh, we have to make sure if we have anything that's a wetland to follow the setbacks from it to not violate that. Uh, now, uh, basically, all of our small creeks and places we have drainage now are uh, listed as potential territorial waters due to some of the WOTUS decisions that are up in the air in the court. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things in play anymore on compliance. So going with Lee from uh, managing the water part. So it all got done. The point is it, it, you weren't, you weren't prevented from doing any of this stuff. The NRCS didn't come out there and say, absolutely not. And like slap an injunction on you and, and, you know, and tie you up with lawsuits or court systems or anything like that. It's all, it's all fine. Right. Yeah. They actually were very good to work with. It went very smooth. Uh, the guy that we worked with from about three hours away, great to work with. He has a lot of experience with it, but he has to come out and do the evaluation. And, and uh, yeah, we got it all done. And we've got our fields already in the pipe, ready for 2022. Uh, in the next 30 days, I'm going to meet with our tile company that we worked with and start laying everything out to get ready for the first part of next August. All right, so payback on the tile, Lee, uh, it's an expensive proposition, although you're also improving the ground, which is up considerably from what it was a year or two ago in way of prices. So it, it probably makes sense. But how many years until you think it makes uh, your money back? Uh, not even figuring anything and increasing the value of the property. If we look at the areas that we feel that are going to be directly influenced by it and take a minimal 10% increase in yield, the payoff is within three to five years. Very fast payoff for us. Yeah. Okay. And that's just with 10%. And that's with a 10% uh, increase in yields. Okay. Now let's go to the other side of water. You put in drainage tile, uh, which some people out in your part of the world thought was crazy because you don't really have that much rain, but there's then, uh, you know, the times that you do. And if it keeps you back from planting by a month, then that's lost yield. But you had another problem. Getting to be about July, there was no water. Uh, you learned a few lessons from managing through a drought, which is certainly not the first time that you as a South Dakotan have had to manage through dry weather, but tell us what 21 taught you. Uh, fertility pays, wet, dry, hot, cold, a good fertility plan. Uh, that is definitely low hanging fruit in our operation. And I think it is in everyone's operation. Uh, it's the best ROI we have is fertility is consistent it just pays. Good balanced fertility plan. Uh, we did a lot of experimenting with foliars again this year, and some of them didn't work, but we're not discouraged by it because our soybeans spent probably more days turning gray than they did green in July and August. And we saw some visuals, but it didn't come back so positive in yield. 
but we know with normal rainfall, we feel some of these newer products will be a no-brainer. Uh, we did test some products that even in our drought were giving us six to seven percent gains on corn. That's huge for us. I, I've put the pencil to it, uh, gaining sixty to eighty dollars an acre by doing that profit. So, so wait, now we're talking about using foliar. Those all because of foliars, or is this other stuff? Yeah. Foliar. Yeah. Okay. So you started off by saying that the, what the drought taught you was that fertility pays that even though when you're, if you're going to go without water, as long as you've got the, as long as your soil is being maintained productively, you can still actually get a crop. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. Uh, we watched fields around us guys said, Oh, our corn's firing. Well, actually it was showing visible signs of potassium and nitrogen deficiency. Once you start going down that slippery slope, you can't hold into stress. So there was uh, a lot of fertility issues we saw that guys had around us was coming back and really limited their yield. We held in a lot longer due to fertility and biology. And uh, like I said, on foliars, very encouraging where we saw some positive results, even in a drought. Mm -hmm. And we're looking forward to 2022 and hopefully experiencing more normal precip where our beans are not turning gray and literally dropping leaves in August, uh, we feel with normal conditions, we have some things that we've started experimenting with on the foliar side that can be huge ROI for us. Yeah, so really the lesson the, from 2021 was if this stuff helps you in a drought year, it should, well, first off, it's always in your arsenal for the next dry year, but more importantly, if it pays off in a drought year, it ought to pay off with greater dividends uh, in, a, in a normal year. Exactly. I mean, we can't be discouraged by a drought. I mean, that's, we're more used to drought than we are floods. So yeah. uh, that's how we farm, that's how we look at it. So we can't go and base future decisions off of going through a drought in 2021. Uh, we're going to keep forging ahead. We're going to do a lot of trials again, uh, add some more products to the mix and go back and retest the ones that we used in 2021, because we think there's a, there's a lot of ROI out there. You said um, when we were getting ready to plan this out and we said that the point here is to help other farm operators think back the year they had and then what they can do for greater success in the year that's in front of us, which is, you know, uh, how business minded people should be. And you said planning ahead uh, was one of the things that paid off for you in 2021 because you're pretty, you're pretty uh, uh, regimented about making sure that you're, you know, you always are looking at the business. What things did you do that helped you in 2021 that you'll even get better at in 2022 in terms of your planning ahead? Well, planning ahead has always paid well for us. Uh, we realize as crazy as the world has gotten on the supply chain disruptions yep. end of things that we have to plan a lot further ahead. Uh, it used to be, you know, oh yeah, we'll line that up two months ahead of time. No, now maybe you're looking eight to 12 months ahead of time okay. to do it. We're carrying a lot more inventory of supplies and products, chemistry, uh, tying up more working capital. Uh, I think everyone needs to allow for that for 2022. If you had a good 2021, great. I'm happy for you, but it's going to cost you a lot more to do the same thing in 2022 versus 21. And planning ahead for that is going to avoid kind of feeling overwhelmed on the financial side. Yeah, so so I they need to plan. Well, what you're talking about is we we 
generally made money in 2021. I mean, uh, you don't want to be a blanket, but you know, in general, commodity prices were very good. Input prices were at year ago level, which usually would only be a few percent, but in this case, it's 50% or four times. You know, Matt Miles uh, was just telling me on a previous recording that he's in Roundup herbicide for a little more than four times what he was a year ago. So you're talking about, you don't like it, but since the business is good um, and, and you have some capital, uh, don't be afraid to go ahead and buy the input so you're sure you have them. Is that what Luber's Farms are doing? Yeah. Uh, show me a business that doesn't gain by reinvesting in it. We're no different in agriculture. We've got to reinvest in it. Yes, we did fine in 2021. Well, we want to ensure that we do the best that we can in 2022 and 23 and so on. So we've got to be looking ahead. And even in our operation, it's going to take a significant more money just to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. If you take per acre, and that's even securing things ahead of time and buying things right and fertilizer at a lot cheaper price than it is now and doing very well even on our chemistry purchases. It's just going to cost a lot more to go do what you do every day. And uh, that requires working capital. Uh, so if you have a good year, you've got to remember 22, you're going to have to reinvest in your business pretty substantially to do the same job. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to cut corners and you're yeah. going to cost Lee, had you in 30 years of farming, had you ever had a situation where you couldn't get the inputs you need to put out and uh, a crop? 2009 was a strain, but it was not a supply chain disruption. It was shortage in supply uh, with a big spurt in growth and things were tough to secure and prices got high, but everybody could find it. Now it's actually physically having your hands on it so that you know you can operate. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be everything from air filters to basic parts to chemistry. You yeah. never know what it's going to be. You've just got to be thinking, this is what I need to operate on. I've got to make sure I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah, now here's the thing. We're recording this in the winter of 2022, early winter, January, in fact. Um, I'm hearing that there's some stuff that you say, I think I got it, but until I got it, I got it actually here on the farm. I'm not sure that I'm going to have it. What's contingency plan that you learned from last year when you kind of maybe went without, what's the contingency plan that you're going to learn from for 2022? What if you can't get a couple of these things? Uh, we work on long-term working relationships with our suppliers. Uh, we have very dedicated relationships on chemistry, fertilizer, and seed. And, We've worked with the same suppliers for years and years. And those long-term relationships are paying off because we talked to them well ahead of the curve and said, hey, you know, we're going to be operating in 22. We're going to be needing these things. How soon do we need to be looking at trying to procure these things to make it happen? Right. And so we are very fortunate. Uh, we have very firm commitments on all, all of our inputs. We're kind of an exception, but it's taken years to work with our suppliers to be essentially on a preferred list mm -hmm. that we're taking care of. And that also means working with that relationship and strengthening it in the good times now is coming back and paying huge dividends where it gets to be where it's hard to get. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that uh, you, you know uh, don't understand that uh, you know what comes around goes around. So you think that you think that making sure that you uh, uh, you've you've got some depth of relationship, uh, it's going to give you a payback when it comes to making sure that you have what you need. Yeah, I don't think it's the year to go jumping around and making big switches if you've had long term relationships with suppliers. You need to go and have the conversations early. Let's talk about what 2021 taught you. In a previous episode, we talked about tax avoidance versus tax management. You know, farming is a business. I get it. There's a lot of guys that like the idea that they're out there, you know, operating equipment, being outside, et cetera. But at the end of the day, there's no lifestyle if there's not a business. You're very financially oriented. Uh, what money lesson, what business-minded uh, people can learn from? What money lesson did you take away from 2021 heading into 2022? Anything about finances or money? We knew months ago that uh, working capital was going to be key. Uh, when we met for an annual visit, when our our uh, on our farm, our lender comes out, spends a day with us. We walk fields, we crunch numbers, really get in depth in things. And clear back at wheat harvest time, we did that. And at that time, we told him, we feel we want to build into our budget that it could cost us on average 20 to 25% more to farm next year. Mm -hmm. We want to build that in, into our shock scenarios. Yep. We prepared for it. And when I had a meeting with him in December, I told him, I said, I think it's going to take probably a good strong million or more to do the same thing yeah. <laughs> that we did in the year prior. And that is, very precious working capital. So we were very calculated on any machinery that we updated. We did not want to go and basically blow our nest and go, oh yeah, we bought a bunch of equipment. We didn't pay taxes. Oh man, now how do we operate? Yeah. How do we operate efficiently with ROI? So uh, we looked at our machinery like, okay, we, we updated two pieces and then some smaller items. And then we're looking further out other years so we can handle it because we know this is probably not going to be a 22 issue. It's going to be 22 and beyond mm -hmm. this inflationary period. Mm -hmm. So it take more money each year to do what we do. And we've got to be prepared for that. We can't go overstrip ourselves trying to avoid taxes and spending money and then going, Oh wait, we can't do a good job on the input side to get the high yields. Mm -hmm. Uh, <clears throat> you had a list that you came in here with, uh, any other list of 2021 taught Luber's farms? What it taught us is when things spring back, be prepared. Uh, with COVID, there was a huge contraction mm -hmm. and simple economics. It's like a rubber band. When it contracts, it expands. It's expanded more than what we ever thought on the supply issues and cost of inputs but we're glad that we were planning ahead for that months ahead of time, but still it's, it's been a little bit painful on some of these prices that you really, you don't have any option. If you want to be producing and be farming, you're going to need to pay this. Uh, yeah, so, there's, there's no question. Uh, and, and I, I've still quibbled as to whether or not these prices come back. Uh, the federal reserve can tell us uh, that uh, inflation is transitory, but I don't know that we're going to see a, a lot of pullback on, on uh, prices. I, I, I think you're right. This is a, this is potentially a longer term trend. And I think a guy needs to change his mindset for it. 
Speaking, uh, of change, speaking of changing your mindset, that's the biggie right there. It's a big, big, biggie right there. Uh, I would say you want to change what uh, there's a motivational thing I read once that made a lot of sense to me. You want to change, you want to make small changes, change what you do. You want to make big changes, change how you think. Is there anything that 2021 made you go, hmm, you know what? I'm 50 some years old, been farming my whole life. I didn't think this, but now I, because, you know, the smart person can completely reverse what they always held dear to them once they say, wait a minute, I'm rethinking this. Make sure you focus on what you want it to be. Uh, That's being happy doing what you do and making sure your operation is successful. And because if you turn on the radio, it gets to be doom and gloom and I don't know anybody who's happy that watches the news every day. So I watch the news every day. And it's like, you know, we could see things happening and changing and the expansion uh, on inputs and costs. And it's like, we didn't let it overwhelm us. It's like, hey, we can do this. Let's plan ahead. Let's make 22 successful. Uh, We feel very good marching into 22. Uh, We're not feeling overwhelmed by it because we adopted the mindset focus on what you want it to be and be positive about it. Be proactive. Show me a year that doesn't have challenges. This new challenge we haven't seen in a while, but we can manage this. We, we, we got this, we can deal with it. So uh, I like it because you're going down the whole thing. You knew I was going to ask you about personal development. You know, we, we are business people uh, and you're a farm operator and you, you've got a lot of things going on, but Oh, you're, you're a human, you're a person, uh, persons, persons are not perfect, but somebody like you says, I'm going to get better every year. That's my intention is to get better every year. Um, you talked a little bit about you're you're limiting your amount of media ob- observation because it, why it'll make you uh, unhappy. You said you want to make the year, uh, what it can be. You thought about some of these things, any other personal developments that you think 2021, uh, it, it doesn't even have to be just because of the year that was, it's about maybe another year in the life, another year of, uh, you know, going around the, uh, another lap around the sun, anything personally that you're better at and you're going to get better at in 22 than you did in 21. Uh, I'm making sure the girls go out with me and checking crops more. Uh, they love doing it. And I love that time I get to spend with them. Uh, I'm learning they, they're, they're making learning fun for their dad. They don't realize that what I'm learning from them. And when I'm showing them things in the field that I've learned about agronomy and the crops, they're fascinated about it. They think it is so cool and it makes what I do more rewarding and more fulfilling. And we have a great time doing it and they don't have to follow in my path. They're going to have to pick their own path in life, but it's really rewarding when your children take an interest in what you do. They want to know what dad does and they think it is so cool. And to me, that is like one of the best things now that they're getting a little bit older and we go out in the fields and we check things. It makes it a blast. I, I, I love that time that I get to spend with them. That's fantastic. That's uh, that is really fantastic right there. So anything else, uh, 20, what 2021 taught Lee Lubers and Lubers farms that you're going to, or something you're going to apply to 2022. Keep a positive mindset and keep looking ahead because looking back in every mirror isn't going to pay your bills. Look at what's ahead of you and uh, deal with it. I like it. That's about it. That's about as straight. That's about as straight punch in the face. You can look ahead at what's coming at you and deal with it. 
Uh, all right. So uh, he said he talked a lot about tiling. So we started this thing off just to recap this for the listener about what tiling project you did. You learned that first off, just because nobody else has done it doesn't mean it's not going to have a payoff and not be the smart thing to do. You did it. Uh, you talked about dealing with the government. You were actually pleasantly surprised about the way the NRCS uh, was able to work with you on that. Talked about managing through drought. The big lesson for managing through drought was keeping your fertility and your soils up pays. And then you said that if those foliar programs you put on gave you a return on a terrible drought year, imagine what they can do for you on a normal year. Um, you said, Lee, that uh, uh, the value of planning ahead, which you do a great job of every year, but particularly it had a payoff now when you've got such craziness impacting the ability to get inputs from supply chain issues. Um, you spoke a little bit about money then that you do something <coughs> that you recommend other people do. In 2022, should more of these farmers have the, their lender come out to their operation and spend a day with them? I, I, I love it. So does my brother. Uh, it gives everybody a really good grasp on what's going on. And, you know, there's nothing like having a great conversation in the cornfield. You can explain the hows and whys of what you're doing. They get to see firsthand where that money's going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they like it. Mm-hmm. And, and then also it makes sure that they understand when you say, I'm going to need another million dollars this year. What? I'm going to need another million dollars this year because there are, they're big numbers and that's just increase over what last year's was to, to operate. Exactly. Uh, communication is key. I mean, uh, keep building the communication with your lender and with your team and you'll overcome a lot of challenges that way. You told us a little bit about some, some other things that came along, and then we talked about personal development. First off, you're all about, you're all about continue to look, look ahead uh, and remain positive. And then you talked about the value of making sure that while you're doing your work, you also are bringing in the, your loved ones, as in your case, your children, and, uh, and you're learning from them while they're learning from you. And you know what? If nothing else, you go to bed feeling pretty good about that, even on a – it's hard to have a bad day when you end a day like that, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. His name is Lee Lubers of Lubers Farms in Gregory, South Dakota. He's one of the five founders of uh, Extreme Ag. My name is Damian Mason. You can check out all sorts of stuff. We've got more than 50 of these episodes now that we've cranked out. All manner of topics that you can apply to your business, to your life, to your farming operation. That's extremeag.farm. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with somebody that you know that could benefit from this also. In the meantime, if there's anything else, if there's a topic you'd like covered, drop us a line and I will make sure I get it. Till next time, Lee, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks. Till next time, it's Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. That's a wrap for this episode of Cutting the Curve, but there's plenty more. Check out ExtremeAg.farm, where you can find past episodes, instructional videos, and articles to help you squeeze more profit out of your farm. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems, the leader in agriculture water management solutions. 